and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Kayleen. And we are Entrepreneurs. A podcast about two gay idiots owning and operating a business, their businesses, in the midst of end stage capitalism. Welcome back Hello. to season five, everybody. Welcome, welcome. My cat decided to choose the exact moment of recording to start knocking shit off my vanity. So who does that? That's Athena. Oh, gosh. She's feeling yeah, feisty we were just, this morning. Honestly, we were talking shit about the cat earlier, and uh, she's, yeah. I feel like she's usually pretty chill, but... The babies anyway. are the babies are napping in the in the window, and she's knocking... She's feel she's acting like a kitten. Yeah. We don't really know how old she is, but she's... She's 12. Uh, she's 12. All right. She's going to live forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, enough about Kayleen's cats. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, let's do some life updates because some things have updated. Yeah. Um, I am leaving Florida. I don't really know where I was at last time I recorded, but I do know I am leaving my apartment uh, in like a week. God, less than a week. And um, going to be kind of digital nomading for a little bit traveling a lot for work and then gonna figure out where i go but i the only thing i can say is i can't think in florida uh to which my friends have said in florida florida's not for thinking so we shall make some decisions and i will have an update for you probably next season on uh what the fuck my life is gonna look like so. Yeah, we may get some real-time updates as we record in terms of where's Anna now. There's a chance we could even record an episode in the same place together. That could be cool. That could be cool. That could be cool. Um, we, fin- we wrapped up our beta coaching. And yeah. we are going to be launching our program, a three-month three program. Um, we will have some more details for you later yeah Um, but thank thank you so much to everybody who expressed interest in the pilot program and the beta test and the people who like we actually got facetime like facetime with and um gave us great feedback and it's just like it was such a i think we both found it to be very energizing to be mm -hmm. talking to other people about their businesses and their careers and how to like really uh and and I could tell that like just like I said having an outsider's perspective um to something you're so close to is so it, like very valuable it was yeah mm-hmm. it was really it was a really a great experience for everybody I think yeah we both really loved it so we're gonna dive on in uh this season very excited uh we have some guests coming up and yeah, it's uh, all good. All good in the hood. We got some changes in the in the air, you know. But I think all in all, net positive. What's what's yeah. going on with you, Miss Kayleen? Um. Well, as of yesterday, it was is officially my fall wedding season. So I, I had mm. my first uh, wedding of this fall season yesterday. It was a doozy. It was one of my. Um, covid and hurricane ida cancellations so this lovely couple has been planning their wedding for Uh, like 
three years. I think it felt really good for everyone energetically to just like be like, okay, it's off mm-hmm. the table. It's it it is out there. It is done. Mm-hmm. Um, really lovely, beautiful couple. He's a fireman. She's just like stunning, like mod, like she looked like a model. Um, they had two beautiful kids who like, it was, it was really lovely. Mm. Um, and her sense of decor was very Phantom of the Opera. There was like candelabras and like dark flower, dark florals and everything was gold and black and it was, it was very nice. Um, speaking of Phantom of the Opera, how do you feel about that closing? I, I feel I'm kind of, I'm, I'm of two minds. It is. It does feel sad that such an institution is closing, especially because there are people who mm-hmm. have spent their entire adult lives working on that show. Mm-hmm. I am almost positive that there's some or some some musicians in that orchestra who have been playing that sh- who have played been playing in that theater for that show since 1988 when it opened. Wow. Which, but honestly, that's a career, and they're in a union, and I'm hoping their retirement funds are just like in great mm-hmm. shape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, there, there are people who are like, oh yeah, I know the sound board op for that. He's been doing this show for 15 years. So there's a lot of people who's like, their career was doing Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. It was mm-hmm. it, which like, there is no job security in theater. Um, is a, just a reminder of that. Mm-hmm. Even the, even like one of the, even the longest running shows, um, uh, are going to close at some point, especially with commercial theater, because you're always just um, acting on the interests of the producers. Um, so uh, I do think it's going to be interesting, though, because as soon as it comes off Broadway, um, it means that it opens up licensing for the show to a lot of regional theaters and community mm. theaters. So we're going to, I think, for the first time since the 80s see different takes on phantom of the opera no one's ever directed phantom of the opera except for the like original directorial teams um Mm. and people who have been i mean yes sometimes it's been remounted and mounted in other countries but that's all been under the like official phantom of the opera so i don't know i think it's going to be interesting to see different um artistic visions of that show that's true yeah and I also think that regional theater is much more the lifeblood of uh, theater in general than New York, because um, most people are going to see, if they're going to see theater, they're going to see it at a place where they live rather than a place that they're visiting. So um, Angel of Music coming to a mm-hmm. theater near you. Yeah, we're going to see like weird community theaters of, fan, uh, you know, production of Phantom. And I think that's kind of fun and exciting. I didn't think about that, but that is yeah. a good point. Yeah, think about what you would have, how the changes you would make to Phantom of the Opera if you were on a super low budget. Like, it could get Lots fun. Lots of candles, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just candle Can- cape mask. That's it. Candle, Boat. candle budget slashed. That'd yeah. be me. Yep. Fog machine done. I honestly, I feel like I'm trying to think about how many like music videos I've directed that have like 
definitely had a phantom of the opera influence. yeah i mean we've firmly established that i'm a sondheim gay and anna's a andrew lloyd weber gay in general True. i really dislike andrew lloyd weber's like career and aesthetic in general but phantom of the opera fucking slaps uh, you can't deny it even if you don't like his other works even if you like that show rules <laughs> like it just like it it is um really just a beautiful dedication to 1980s cocaine aesthetic yeah it's gorgeous candelabras i mean it's like that uh when we found out like kanye was in that stadium by himself uh-huh. pulling beautiful. a little bit of the phantom of the opera yep um it's it's a nice vibe it really is under under what is it underground yeah. In Paris. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's yeah, the sewers of Paris filled with candles. That seems like a bad idea. Until it's not, until it's iconic. <laughs> I mean, it's it a just bad see- I- it's a bad idea until it's iconic. Yeah, I just want to see the alternate version where he accidentally explodes the city because <laughs> This is honestly big. So the title of today's episode, we'll get into it in a second because we still have to do tarot time is big gay confidence part two. And I think that there's nobody that really embodies that more than Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. So it's a bad idea until it's iconic. And I think that is a fucking mantra. Phantom of the Opera, Cats, Starlight Express. Like it's a bad idea until it's a fucking icon. Yeah. Um, what if we made I, a musical about a train, but the trains were people and they were on roller skates? Incredible. Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't really know how you get there. I don't really know how you get back from there, but I, that's the thing. It just it pushes the needle. Did you see him on the red carpet DJing for when Phantom of the Opera reopened after COVID? They no. put that 92-year-old man online. I think he's like in his 70s. Uh, oh fu- my god in a, in a fucking dj booth and like had him dj the red carpet opening of that oh, show please. yeah well you only live once yeah all right miss kayleen let's uh hop on into tarot time tarot time So we ended last season with the fucking nine of swords. So I hope everybody took the break to get some rest, figure out what your insomnia situation was. But honestly, I feel like that was maybe like a decent card for me because I feel like for me, the lead up to the start of wedding season was very fraught. Like I had a lot of anticipation Mm -hmm. and like anxiety, especially because I've got like you know, uh, three weeks into my season, I have the busiest weekend of my year. Like, and I was just, you know, feeling a lot of anxiety and like trepidation about that. And now that I've done my first wedding, it feels like breaking the seal. And it feels like I can, you know, now that I'm starting to do instead of just plan for it, it's like, take Like once you do a thing, you can let it leave your brain and then you can move on to the other thing. Um, and I'm feeling getting back into the groove. I turned to my assistant yesterday and I was like, either I like way over prepared for this and was like worried for no reason. I was like over worried for this or I'm getting better at my job. <laughs> Cause it, it, I had a lot of, an- a lot of trepidation yesterday and it went great. 
the only thing that went wrong was weather, which no one could have predicted. It literally was a storm popped up that literally was not on the radar while it was well, yeah, happening. I think I was having this conversation yesterday. I think a lot about like uh, putting in years at uh-huh. your career. You, uh, you, you get to know what questions to ask. Right. And you get to know your personal style and finesse with it as well. Yeah. So you just know, right? And I, I, so I, I would say you're, you're probably just getting better at your job and you forgot and that's why you overprepared. Yeah. All right. So what does the collective need to know? We are in Virgo season, um, a powerful time. Organization. Well, when this comes out, this will be right at the beginning of Libra season. Oh, yeah. V- Virgo turning into Libra. An interesting transition. Yeah, I, I can't say I'm a super fan of either. Yeah. Uh, I like. I have a Virgo rising. And I have a lot of Libras in my life or have had Libras in my life. Um, I feel like Virgo and Libra are the two signs that I'm just kind of like, meh. I like Libras for the most part. But I realize that my part of fortune is in Virgo. And so they're like, it can correlate when your like son is in your part of fortune. That's when you make a lot of money. And like, Ah. yeah, consistently September has been a good, good time. I feel like Libras are a good person to have, to have your back, to have on, I don't know, in my experience. And then conversely, probably the worst person to not have your back. Right. I would not want to make an enemy of a Libra. Yep. They're mean. Been there, done that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, we're starting off with the Eight of Swords. Interesting. Which okay. is interesting. Well, like I was just talking about, what what in your own head are you, what is holding you back other than yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, Eight of Swords is typically, it's a person um with a blindfold on who's bound by rope and surrounded by swords um it looks like she's trapped but then when you look at it closer it seems like the ropes are like pretty loose and easy to escape from and like that blindfold's pretty saggy and like what are we doing guys um i think eight of swords always reminds me of someone who's like very tightly wound and just like clenched um yeah, what of your own perception is, like, uh, blinding you to what is actually possible? Yeah, I think when I think of Eight of Swords, I think of, like, feeling trapped, um, mm-hmm. you know, either by, like, an environment or, like, a financial situation or expectations that others have from you, um, obligations that you have, things like that. And not saying that, like... Not everybody can just, you know, dip. But I think you can always uh, take the things that seem less intense, right? Like the things that are really stressing you out, you can just kind of... Yeah. How do you make it less stressful? How can you find a creative way to shimmy out of this one? You know? Yeah. That's a good way to think it. And it doesn't necessarily mean just like breaking your bonds and running away, but it's like... You know, start to, like, test the the limits of what you think your the restrictions are around you. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about the Eight of Swords, so if you go to the Nine of Swords, that's where we just were at, kind of like the anxiety, over-preparedness. But if you go down to the Seven of Swords, I really like to think of that card as, like, strategy and sneakiness and, like, finesse. 
Okay. So I feel like at an eight of swords, um, it's kind of like the eight of cups too. Like the eight in the tarot is a very kind of like crossroad kind of card, I think. So like, you yeah. know, are you going to get anxiety over being trapped or are you just going to, um, yeah, shimmy your way out of it? Yeah. And maybe the solution is for a, to stay still for a little bit. But don't think, but, but make sure that you know that that's like a conscious choice. And not something you're doing just because you feel like you have that no, you're getting, like, no other option. Doing. Right. Yeah. All right. All um, right. Well, this is, I think it's a good segue into our main dish. Yeah. Big gay confidence. confidence. Set the table. We are serving the main dish. did this i think in season two uh we was did an episode on big gay confidence but i wanted to revisit it because i just feel like one of the things and i think one of the things we we uh, saw in our pilot testing was just like a lot of people whose biggest thing that they're holding that's holding back from is like being perceived (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know um And And also, like, I think also, like, with confidence, I I think it, like, let's both kind of, like, give our definitions of it, because I think that can be, like, a really personal thing as to, like, what confidence and, like, acting in confidence looks like for yourself. So I think it's really good to, like, make that definition for you. So, for example, I feel like mine is probably a lot different than a like other people's but like for me confidence is like having pretty unwavering trust in my intuition and trust that I can reinvent myself um I feel like confidence and reinvention go hand in hand and I have reinvented myself so many times I've lived so many different characters so many different lives so many different lifestyles right and it's just like I have confidence in each one of them that they are just kind of like here for a little bit and that doesn't have to be forever but like sometimes you have to put on a different pair of pants to go somewhere where you're going um so I really like to like show up in confidence and like if I want to do something new I can because I've done a lot of new things and I would rather try something I'm excited about than try something I'm not excited about right yeah for me I think confidence is about um kind of similarly having like um an absolute trust in the decisions that I make for myself and knowing that like ultimately at the end of the day no matter what happens to me I'll be okay like anything externally can happen to me and I have just like a pretty solid faith in myself that it'll it's all gonna work out in the end because I Mm -hmm. know how to nap like I will be okay like, mm-hmm. no matter what happens to me. Um, and also just, uh, I think it's about, um, yeah, knowing that, like, the decisions you make, the decisions I'm making, like, I, I can make for myself and that I know what I'm doing. Um, I also think it has to do with, like, um, the energy that I, I feel like the energy that I can walk into a room with and knowing that I, like, Knowing that people's perceptions of me have nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. 
um, and that I'm responsible That's... for the energy I bring to a space. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I like that. The responsible for the energy that you bring into a space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it really is like you can shift. Man, do you? Anything. Yeah. Can, have you ever been in, in a room with an adult who's shy? That sucks the energy out of the room oh, so fucking fast. Oh, my gosh. Kiwi, this, this is the hill that she will die on. Shy, shy is for children. And I'm not talking, shy does not mean quiet. I'm a quiet person in big group settings. Shy means like that, like put upon like awkward bullshit, like just stop it. You're making everyone uncomfortable. Deal with your shit. Yeah, I think sometimes a lot of like confidence issues, um, come from thinking too much about yourself and yeah here's the here's the deal everybody so many people in that you're in a room with also have fucking social anxiety and they do not care about you they are all worried about themselves yeah the once you realize that once you realize that everyone is more obsessed with themselves than they are with you Mm -hmm. it becomes real easy to navigate the world in so many situations. Yeah. And someone and then, who is fixated on you, that's weird. <laughs> it's not your problem. Well, here's the thing. I do my whole, like, walks, and I'll, like, dance outside, and I'll, like, uh, you know, ride my bike without handlebars and just listen to music and, like, just sing. And I, like, raise my hands all the time when I – uh when I'm like biking, I just like want to feel the sun. I don't know. It feels very empowering. Yeah. Um, so things that, you know, people would call confident, but you know what happens when I do stuff like that? Nobody looks at me. I get more attention when I'm acting normal because it's just like the power dynamic is imbalanced because like I'm acting like a fucking crazy person and nobody's going to fuck with a crazy person. <laughs> It's so it's really like, like we're gonna give her some space yeah they're like don't look her in the eye um so that's just kind of like you know and then the people who are like woo you know what i mean like they're probably yeah. on like a similar like wavelength and i don't do it for attention i think it's just kind of like makes sense to like dance outside in the sun i don't know why it's something that we've been taught to be like so afraid of because like nature's great the fresh air is great. The sun is great. The trees are great, you know? Yeah. Um, why wouldn't you, like, do – why wouldn't you go outside and feel yourself? Oh, because you're afraid, like, some looky-loo is going to, like, look at you? They they won't. I promise. They might, like, sneak a glance, but, like, no. They, like, if you, if you claim the title of neighborhood crazy person, they'll leave you alone real quick. Yeah. So – what do you think are some factors that played an important part in you developing your confidence? Like, do you, can you, like, go look back and pinpoint, like, these are things that made me a more confident person? Or are there, like, steps? I'm trying to think. It's like, if someone is at a low confidence level right now, what are, like, small things you can do? Um, well, I think, like, for me, I've always been strange. Uh-huh. Um and I, I was in a lot of different situations as, like, a child with, like, uh, like, some situations I'd be popular, some I'd be bullied, and there wasn't much in between. Um, but I feel like through it, I always kind of, like, 
maintained who I was. I can think of like a few times where I like let myself get small. Um, but I think a lot of it is just like resilience and just letting yourself know how good it feels when you let yourself like express yourself like that. Uh, there's like a quote. It's just like you don't hate yourself. You're like you're you're because you're not being yourself, you know, yeah. like you're upset that you're not really fully being present in the person that you are. That's what you're upset about. You're not upset about like, you know, if you were being like the full weirdo psychopath that like God intended you to be or whatever. Like, I don't know if you'd really have a ton of self-loathing because it would feel good. If you're yeah. doing shit that feels good, then like. Then it doesn't really matter what other people think. Yeah. And then you find, and I also find like once you kind of um, go deep on the path of like being like the village crazy person, um, the people that you attract are really interesting at the very least, you'll attract people who are doers and, like, unafraid of, like, judgment. And so I feel like it can look like people living in a van in, like, Costa Rica or, like, really fucking rich, successful people because they're just like, oh, I like to be around that. Somebody who's really comfortable yeah. in their own skin. So, like, I think also surrounding yourself with people who energize you and make you excited and are also just, like, I would say, like, hang out. For big gay, big big gay confidence, hanging out with people that are more like flamboyant or over the top uh -huh. than you are, um, because it'll like get you out having, of your shell. Having good friends growing up who were Sagittariuses did so much for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. I mean, I think for me, I feel like I can pinpoint a lot of it, which is strange because I feel like there are some people who have this and go in the absolute opposite direction but growing yeah. up fat like mm -hmm. i you have really two paths ahead of you and you can either like fucking own your body or you can wallow in self-pity mm -hmm. and that's like a crossroads that you hit pretty early on but yeah i mean i've been fat since i was eight years old like because i had i was like was really sick and had to be put on steroids and like it just that 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 set me on a path uh, and like I just I think um, yeah of course there were moments like in school where like I was made fun of or like uh, you know I didn't but at, at, at one point I just realized that like the people who were making fun of me were like not people I wanted to be like or be friends with mm -hmm. so like what like whatever like at some point I just decided that other people's opinions just did not matter because they sucked like mm -hmm. they're shitty um so yeah I don't know I think that was like a big thing and also being a theater kid yeah um, and being we just being weird and having weird tastes and not caring about what like popular people or popular trends were and just finding your own little weird niches that brought you joy. I think it really does come down to like following, knowing that it's okay to follow what makes you feel good and like those weird like little unique things that um, might not like align with what is, you know, quote unquote normal or popular. Um, uh, but embracing them just because they bring you joy um, can be really mm -hmm. empowering, especially at a young age. Um, but I think that if, like, you're an adult and you haven't really harnessed that, like, starting small of, like, and following, like, your curiosity around things that 
um, make you happy and bring you joy can be a great like foundational thing um, to start developing your confidence. Like, you know, is there like a little niche interest that you have that you haven't explored because you're worried that like people will think you're weird? Just like fucking go for it. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder what, like, the internet does. Because I yeah. think, like, in theory, it should make us more confident because, like, we see more of, like, the possibilities of, like, what's going on. But I think, like... It really depends on what you're... Yeah. Yeah. You I have to... Like, inherently, yeah. a lot of the social media and threads and blah, 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 I think it's just, like, very cynical and energy-sucking. I think um, that... um uh, you really have to cultivate your media consumption. If you're going to mm-hmm. be on social media, you have to be conscious about the followers you choose to follow, like the, the creators you yeah. choose to follow, the media that you expose yourself to, um, because it either has the power to build you to build you up or tear you down. Yeah, and I mean, I definitely have. I've talked about this before. Like, when I first started my business i would listen to this like millennial real estate podcast because these bros were so jacked and i didn't give a shit about real estate or like uh investing in real estate or i didn't i don't care but they were so excited and like their excitement like fed me to do work and maybe it was like kind of hustled like hustle bro culture you know but they're talking about like making millions off of deals and work 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 and like that energy is okay like i really that's think like, it's um that's like personal trainer energy almost like you exactly have a hype man exactly it's just like i'm not gonna work 12 hours but i have a project i need to do for three and i'm not excited about it and i'd rather listen to something somebody who's like a fucking you know a few steps ahead really fucking intense than somebody who's just like talking about burnout you know um so i think just like i I think it's okay to like embody okay and this might be a hot take but i think it's okay to be arrogant sometimes i don't think it needs to be your personality all the time but i think sometimes you need to step into the shoes of an asshole to get some shit done so you're not anxious there is a lot to say about faking it till you make it like yeah and it's like fake it till you become it (laughs) like Yeah, I mean, I think of, like, Kanye West all the time. Like, yes, he's now a piece of shit, but it, like, came from nowhere. He said it. He manifested so many things. He spoke – his rap spoke things into words. And then it just He is true – he's a true monument to the power of delusion. He's literally a billionaire. Like – He deluded his way into, like – icon status. Yeah, that's – yeah, it's a bad idea – Till it's iconic um and i really think it's a overshoot the problem you know uh i think it's like i get how sometimes like five-year plans could be stressful but like what if you just like wrote it out like uh the mo like have different versions of like your five-year plans and like overshoot it and then find something that is actually suitable for you like what if you wrote a five-year plan from like that your inner asshole. What would that look yeah. like? Um, and like... then, if that seems too daunting, think about 
like where you want to, you don't have to start from now and work forward. You can think about who you want to be five years from now and reverse engineer it. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of reverse engineering as like an event planner. Mm-hmm. You start with your the image, the ideal image that you want, and then you figure out the st- the steps it needs to take mm-hmm. you there. Yeah, um, I did. I mean, at the beginning or at the end of last month, I was really nervous about like the move and like where I'm going to go. And Kayleen did a like does the year ahead spread for me and my card for the like month was King of Wands. And so I like made an altar with the King of Wands and then I like journaled like I was a, like that King of Wands and he was an asshole. Yeah. He was a dick. And that's OK, because you know what? I would rather be um, a bit more abrasive and getting shit done than, like, anxious and, yeah. like, scared. I, I don't yeah. want to come from any sort of, like, fear at all. Like, let me make some decisions. And I – that stuff I was doing, it wasn't even affecting anybody else, you know? Yeah. And um, especially if you're an entrepreneur, like, your confidence is really going to dictate how much you grow. Like, because mm-hmm. at some point – you have to put yourself out there in order to like, I mean, I don't know. You just did it this week with your, uh, yeah. it's a really amazing what can happen if you j- literally just ta- start talking about what you do with your warm market and how yeah. many people need your services, but you haven't been talking about it. So think of how, like how much shit you lose o- out on just by not like putting yourself out there. Yeah. I, um, I put out a channeling offering and I was like in the shower. I've been channeling a lot and I think we've had an episode on it. I think we should talk about it more. I think we um, should too. We did our future self, uh, but I don't don't know if we've ever talked about channeling. Yeah. Um, so basically, for those of you that don't know, like channeling is kind of like meditation plus. So yeah. the goal of meditation usually is like to clear your mind and like blah, blah, blah. But when you're channeling, the idea is that you can connect to different energies. And when I first started it, I thought it was, like, wonky. You know, I was, like, seeing these visions, and I was like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm just, like, making it up. But then you start to get these confirmations where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, how how else could that happen? So Kayleen and I have been, like, channeling, like, once a week together, and we've gotten really comfortable with it. And at the very least, it's like meditating with a friend. At the very yeah. best, we are time traveling. Yeah. And um, I opened up. Uh, I did two channeling sessions with friends, not even with Kayleen, with other people, because I've been t- sharing it. I've been sharing about our journey. I was like, yeah, we do it every week. And people are like, whoa, cool. And so I did it with some friends, two sessions, and then – my friend was doing some channeling for me, and they were just like, no, you need to start, like, channeling for other people. And I was like, okay. I was like, that's really scary because, like, what the fuck is that, you know? Um, I, it's really outside of my comfort zone, and it's this whole thing of, like, what does this mean? But I, I really think our, a big part of the future is kind of, like, expanding our consciousness and having that self-trust and, like, having these different techniques to traverse the quantum field, if you will. And I sent it. I took a shower and I just made a story. And I was just like, uh, I'm giving out channeling sessions. They're just like 50 bucks. I want to like see what's up. I want to work with other people's energy. Just like DM me and just Venmo me and we'll be good to go. 
I like sold them out in a day. And like yeah. half of the people were like, I have no idea what channeling is, but like, let's, let's do see it. what happens. Yeah. Take my money, crack my mind open. And I was like, that wow, means, okay. I feel like I have that same experience every year when I open my books for tarot readings where I'm like, oh, people want this. Okay. Like, all right. Anytime I get new customers, honestly, anytime I, I feel like there's like you and a few other people who literally have bought year ahead readings every year that I've offered them mm-hmm. and even as the like I've like more than doubled my prices at this point mm-hmm. it's wild yeah well Kayleen started doing it the first one she did for me was before she even like charged anybody and like uh-huh. there was some months right where I was just like holy shit um so I was just like okay yeah. um so they've been like a really good guide you know, and I think you kind of have to come with that energy of like, it's not it's end a, you're, all be all yeah. energy, but you it's are like, offering like at the end of the day, if you're in business for yourself, you are offering some kind of service that can help people. And by playing small and making yourself small and not putting yourself out there, you are doing people a disservice. Mm-hmm. People out there need your help. They need the, your service, yeah. And economy, you are depri- you are depriving yeah. them by being insecure about being perceived. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, the economy is changing a lot. Quite frankly, our consciousness is changing a lot. The way we work, the way we live, right? Uh, the way we consume—it's all changing. I would say exponentially since twenty twenty. I really would like the amount of change that we've experienced and like the past almost three years now like Mm -hmm. it's just been bananas and it's like we've been pressing like progressively pressing the fast forward button like yeah it's kind of like we're living life on 3x you know so I think you kind of can see what what excites you what excites your audience and then marry them and I think also talking about your shit like duh I can help you like fuck yeah like this is these are the results I've gotten these are the results other clients have gotten like no I do really fucking good work yeah do surveys too and collect testimonials of past clients man nothing feels but like like, access something of like they would be lucky to work with me um and I know that's gonna feel fucking weird but, like, think about the mediocre white man. Yeah, they're lucky to work with me. Think, like, it's like I, when just, you – it's like the advice when you interview for a job. They're not, it's not just about you impressing them. They have to impress you, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think we're at a very yeah, precipice time. I love to collect, knows? like, my review – I love to collect reviews and surveys from, like, all my past clients – and yeah, I but I love compliments. So, <laughs> who doesn't love a compliment, though? I mean, some people. I know some people that don't care that much because they're more like money motivated. They're just yeah. like, pay me. Right. But, no, but it's, it's it still, does feel it's, good. It's nice to hear. I always love it. One of my favorite things is when like random guests and family members come up to me like during at the end of a wedding and tell me like what a good job I did, even though I have never met them. They just knew I was in charge. And I feel like you're so behind the scenes, you know, so it's just kind of like, how would they know? 
Um, or when a when a dad who's of like a bride or a groom has been really hard to read the whole time, like, comes up and tells me what it, like how impressed they were. That feels good. Yeah. Um, I would also say, uh, in terms of like work and doing things that you already feel in your power in, uh-huh. is really gonna like focusing on things that you're already good at. And then you know that you're good at it, and then going from there, and you can take that thread as I will also as fine as you as you want. It doesn't need to be that specific. It could just be one skill that you have, and then you spin it into something else. I will also say this might be this might be a little too theater kitty, but as if there is something to be said for props and costumes. Mm-hmm. what you put on your body and what you carry around can give you confidence mm-hmm. um i like to go to events especially weddings especially weddings where i am like the planner uh, like the lead planner with a full face of makeup and a clipboard and a, and i have a specific like fanny pack belt situate like and a like I wear all black it's usually a long black dress like I have a uniform I have a costume I have a thing that like helps me get into the role and the mindset um I've been uh dming uh like D&D like tabletop role playing games too like I've been like figuring that out and my friend who is like teaching me and kind of mentoring me in this process told me that they dress up every time because they want mm-hmm. to feel like they like that they that's what they need to like get them into the other state of like be the being the person leading this mm-hmm. they have a cost they they put on costumes so whatever yeah. it takes to like transform you into this if you need to feel like you're a different person feel like you're like get what you need disassociate like baby <laughs> Woo! yeah i mean like wear something you no. wouldn't normally wear or have a thing that you only wear when you're doing this like i think so too and uh even like if you're like working from home they say like if you do things like wearing shoes if you wearing shoes wearing something that isn't pajamas or loungewear like i hate that that advice is good but it's good <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I totally feel it, and um, confidence, it's a really cool thing, and fortunately, it is something that is a skill, and I don't know, like, sometimes it might be more inherent, but I think a lot of things about habits, personalities, things of this nature um, are a skill. Like, I have a extremely wealthy, I mean, he's a cousin, but he's kind of like an uncle, um, he doesn't speak a lick of English. He is French and he will travel the world and he makes friends everywhere he goes. And I'm like, how does this motherfucker, how? Like he doesn't speak any other language except for like French and his French is bad because he lives on this small island. But he says that like it's social skills. It's not something that has ever come easy to him, but he knows it's important. And so it's something that he's actively worked on and pushed himself outside of his comfort zone because he knows it's important. And, like, he's very affluent. And and a lot of it is, like, these connections that he's made from being sociable and being confident and, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think there is a big key. 
I don't think confidence al- also always like will like indicate wealth, but like it'll put you in the room. It'll put you in the room because one thing that people have like a lot of money that like want to play with, they don't want to have to convince you that you're not a piece of shit. That's exhausting. You have to come ready knowing that you're like worthy, right? Like it's like when you date somebody and they just they just need like self-assurance all the time. Like I, I think it's something we have to give ourselves um, and it can't really hinder on anybody else or any other circumstances. And I think it can be like a truth that's always there. Right. So dress for the job you want. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Is it time? For Bro Book Review. Indeed. Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. Um, I did Limitless by Jim Quick. Uh, he is, I think he kind of got famous on like YouTube, but he, this is, I would recommend it. It was very tactile. It's definitely a bro book. Um, so the idea is he had a brain injury when he was a child and he was developmentally slow after that and like the teachers were just like you're never going to be able to you're not going to amount to anything da 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 and then he studied the brain and studied like neuroplasticity and like now he is like coined himself as like a brain coach and like does all of these things with like memory and mindset and like basically yeah setting your brain so it's limitless So it's a lot of really tactical stuff about, like, how to read faster, how to, like, there's a lot of things. um, It's a very active book. um, We love practical advice. Like, yeah, they were, like, they talk about the Pomodoro method, and he was, like, when you read this book, do it in the Pomodoro method. Uh, Because I guess I never knew this. I just thought it was kind of fun. I guess they say, like, the 25 minutes and five minutes off is, like, the best for, like, your brain retention. Um, and then they say, he says things like, uh, how are you going to apply what you learned in this book? It's a very active sense of like mm-hmm. getting into it, which I think is great because it, it, it has to be, um, it has to be an active process or else you're, you're just, it, if it's passive, that's not how you make the action and the change happen. So I would recommend it. Limitless by Jim Quick. All right. Sounds fun. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so you can find me at the.fakeguru on Instagram and what's the other one? TikTok. We're gonna we're getting a email marketing together too. So keep on the lookout for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can follow me follow me at Swamp Witch with four eyes on Instagram. Um, also Candles Unincorporated. Also, My House Events or my.house.events, which is the TikTok that I just started. Um, and hopefully we'll be posting more too. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to be launching um, a more in-depth coaching membership option soon that we're both really excited about. So stay tuned. Um, keep an eye on, keep an ear on this space. Yeah, keep an uh, ear out. And until then, keep an ear out, have babies. a gay day. Have a gay day.